You're listening to DraftKings Network. Today on the Cooligans in the first segment, it's just me, Christian, doing this intro because Alexis is in Ireland. So we have another conversation. Alexis d- apparently does not want to be next to me anymore. But in the first segment, we're talking, obviously, Zlatan, your boy, the homie, the god, Zlatan. Look, he's doing big things in L.A. LAFC has a lot to worry about, okay? So we're a little concerned, but we'll try to cheer him up a little bit. In the second segment, we talk about all the games. Obviously, El Trafico, uh, nobody marking Dom Dwyer. Maybe that should be a thing that they should focus on going forward. A lot of other games in the second segment. You guys are the absolute best. You're going to be excited about the episode we have today on the Cooligans! Hey, this is Alexi Lawless. There is nobody in U.S. soccer that is more important than the Cooligans. Yeah, baby! Hello! Uh, we are again apart. We can't. We can't even find time to be together. We cannot be together. Uh, why? Why would we be together when there's this whole world <laughs> and we have technology? Uh, that's right. Who needs human interaction? Uh, but Alexis, I want. <laughs> I, I want to hold hands and touch. You know what? Yeah. yeah. I want to see your face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Alexis, you are again traveling. To I am in Ireland. In, again. Not, and this isn't a repeat. This isn't a rerun of the Cooligans. You are in Ireland. No, no. Again. You might, you might have heard that episode. Uh, this is another one. This is the remix, baby. <laughs> uh, and guess what? I might be coming back in August. So, I, uh, you know. <laughs> okay. People are going to start... Th- People are gonna start. I mean, customs gonna have some questions for me. Hey, you know what? What do you got? Uh, what do you got taped to your stomach there, sir? Uh, yeah. It's like, oh no, nothing. That's just that's just my body. <laughs> We're gonna have to check every one of those folds. <laughs> We're gonna, uh, oh boy! So slowly and gently, baby. Uh, uh, so yeah, welcome uh, to the show. The, uh, frankly. You know, th- th- of all weeks for you to be away, this is this was I mean, this was the wrong one. You chose the wrong week to travel. I mean, I was in town when Slaton showed up. I should have been in LA this week. Okay, that's what should have happened. Sh- I should have went to Ireland last week, which although it was snowing, so maybe I just go to Ireland the following week. <laughs> I should have been in LA this week, just you know, hanging out with old Slaton Ibrahimovic. Oh, so look, I mean, look, there's a, there's a lot to get to, but we have to let, just let's say hello. Let, there might be some new listeners, everybody. Welcome to the Cooligans, everybody. My- We're always getting no. We're always getting new listeners. Yeah, totally. And they probably put this on and going, I thought this was a soccer podcast. <laughs> what? It's just talking about getting drunk in Ireland. This is not yeah. this is not what I'm interested in. Uh, he wants custom. He wants Homeland Security. To check underneath his belly. <laughs> That's not. It's got nothing to do with soccer. And nobody wants to go under there. Trust me. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's at least one person, and I put a ring on her. I mean, come on. Let's not be stupid. <laughs> uh, so, welcome uh, to the show. My name is Christian Polanco. Yeah, my name is Alexis Guerreros. Uh, we are the Cooligans. We are two stand-up comedians in New York City that host the funniest soccer podcast and also the 
gulliest soccer podcast. That's it, gully. We call you out. We G-check you. We say whatever we want. We're talking greasy on the internet. It's what we do. It's what we do. Real on real on real. That's all we do. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's all we know how to be. Like, people ask us all the time, yo, can you be fake? Yo, Christian, what do we say to them? I'm like, yo, I don't even know that word. That word is not in my vocabulary. <laughs> that shit hurts my head trying to imagine what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. All our, all our like, conversations with people about soccer are just, are just straight up like, uh, like wrestling promos. Like, you don't want any of this, brother. You don't want any <laughs> Step into the ring with me. <laughs> we just, oh, man. So we, we're, we're about to get into fights every, every week. That's what we do. Uh, so look, no, obviously... Uh, you're even if you're not a fan of Major League Soccer, you you are not able to to avoid the the reality of of the of the power of Zlatan Ibrahimovic, and and we have. I uh, look. Let's just start with that. Let's get it out of the way. There's a lot going. There's a lot of things. Go, uh, other things going on. Alexis, yes. You are in Ireland, and this, and, and you're having a great time, and you're doing comedy. You're talking to Irish people about soccer, which they call it soccer in Ireland. I don't know if some people, some people may not know that, uh, but they do. So yeah, they call it soccer here. They call it soccer in Australia. They call it soccer in America. We're the ones who are right. Okay, <laughs> look, we're the only ones doing it right. Everyone else, uh, real, it sounds real silly. Uh, calling right it, in Italy, they're talking all this gaucho stuff. What is that? Yeah, but, but but the Americans have to have to get picked on because of uh, you know because we are the, the you know we le- sort of lead the world in everything and uh, and we're just the coolest nation, but we're also like we have a lot of flaws and problems. And look, well, at least we're at least we're introspective. So give us the, give us that much credit. Yeah, we got to change our culture because you don't like the word you told us to call it. <laughs> I guarantee you, y'all didn't tell the Italians to call it calcio. Get out of here! I would love fuck out of here. <laughs> I would love to see British people being uh, t- telling Italian people to stop calling it calcio. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we'll just start World War Three now. Or <laughs> yeah, where the where's the courage there? Where the where the balls? You know, uh, none, none. All right, your guy is corny already. So. Let's Zlatan Ibrahimovic lands in LA on what Thursday night, I believe. Uh, Friday trains. Uh, Saturday takes over the goddamn world. I mean, that 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 was really the agenda. When you look at his his, his agenda, it's literally written down there in in in, in that. I, I don't even know what Zlatan his hand his handwriting is like, but I imagine I imagine it's not great for some reason. I, I just you know because he doesn't even have to write. The only thing he knows how to do is autograph uh, tits and <laughs> sign checks. That's all this guy knows how to do. Let me tell you something. I I am in shock that people saw me wearing an NYCFC jersey. And they started asking me about MLS out here. People were like, oh, just see Slatan, just see Slatan. I was at an Italian restaurant here, which is absolutely incredible. If anyone comes to Ireland, it's called Terra Madre. Uh, we were over I, there. I was just going to say like that, that people in Ireland saw you wearing an, uh, an NYCFC kit and then thought like that that that's what American soccer players look like. I'm like, oh, wow. OK, this is what's going on over there. <laughs> I guess anybody can play. Uh, <laughs> just, listen, all right. It really is a retirement league. Uh, <laughs> look, as long as they're having a good time, that's all. <laughs> yeah, it's a retired man's body league. Uh, <laughs> and people, the guy at the restaurant was like, oh, oh. Uh, you know, MLS. Oh, did you see Slatan's goal? I didn't get to see it yet. Can you pull it up? Like, 
People in the kitchen were talking about it. Like, this is, a, it, it's a big deal. And we talked about this. Everybody talked about it. Every podcast said the same goddamn thing. Look, you have to do this because it slots on, okay? And let me tell you something. You cannot find, you cannot give any amount of money to any PR company that would do better for you than to simply just sign something. I don't care if you're a soccer team. I don't care if he's 37 years old. I don't care if you're a lacrosse team. I don't care if you're a bunch of old ladies playing bridge and you want more old ladies to play. You sign slot on. <laughs> he will do, he'll, he gets He gets numbers. He gets ratings yeah. for, for whatever, uh, uh, you know, uh, bingo league that you got going at, at church. Uh, he Yeah. <laughs> B11? Yo, <laughs> Slaton calls that? All of a sudden, you you got way too much money in the pot. You're going to have to start telling the government about this. Gambling on the, yeah. underneath the church. IRS breaks down the door, like, just starts putting grandma handcuffs. Hey, lady, yeah. you, there's a lot of, uh, just, uh, there's a lot of money flying around in this church. We got to sort it out. There's <laughs> too much, too much Slaton. Uh, <laughs> I got to be honest, even people that don't really like soccer, because there's a lot of people, I know that's a big shock because it's Europe, but there's a lot of people in Ireland that really don't don't really care about soccer. Uh, they're maybe more rugby fans and whatnot, but everybody knows who Slaton is. Everybody. Yeah. Like this may not, this may not sound the alarms in the U.S. the way, uh, you know, David Beckham did. But um, let me tell you, universally, this is as big a deal, if not really bigger, than when David Beckham signed. This is, I mean, more than anything, the the I think the biggest difference between Zlatan and and David and David Beckham, even though David Beckham was a a, a huge brand when he got here, the 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 era of social media that Zlatan is in is probably more effective than than uh, what David Beckham did for uh, for the league as far as getting eyeballs immediately. Uh, aware of what's going on in Major League Soccer, so that's that's the advantage that Zlatan has, and also Zlatan is a is a is frankly a better player, and and it's easier, you know. Uh, 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 Alejandro Moreno on ESPN FC sort of made this point that because of for, for the the soccer layman, it is easier to understand the quality of Zlatan over the quality of David Beckham. David Beckham had, he was a midfielder, can put the ball wherever he wanted to put the ball. Uh, he can make his uh, his teammates look better. But for someone who doesn't really understand soccer or doesn't watch it as much, you can see a six foot five Swedish guy with with a, uh, with a man bun, tattoos and abs and start and just demolish everybody else on the field. And you're like, okay, this is this is interesting. I see what's what's going on here. Yeah, and you know what? As far as as far as America has come in understanding soccer, we still have to, you know, like if you look at it as like there's a circle, right? And just beyond that is a slightly like a wider uh, circle. Well, the middle one is green and we'll say the the outer one is orange and the outer one on that is white, right? The green, those are the soccer fans and those are people that understand what David Beckham did. But that's a small circle. A much bigger circle is that uh, red one. Or what did I say, orange? I'm already lost. Okay. Uh, well, but let's just say I just, that. I, just, that I, I at least want to say for our colorblind fans that are listening, uh, just skip this part of the podcast because you, you don't know yeah, what yeah. these colors look like. <laughs> Hit the forward for 15 seconds. <laughs> Uh, or probably two or three times because it's going to take me a while to figure this out. Whatever I said that second one was orange or red. Let's say that one are your your non MLS supporters, but they but they know what soccer is. The Slatan brings them in as well. That white ring on the outside, that's the widest ring. That's the most amount of people, right? Mm -hmm. That's your American casual sports fan that would be interested in soccer but doesn't know anything about it. To some degree, scoring is what's going to get them interested because.
scoring is a big deal in every other sport. It's a huge deal in soccer as well. But seeing a lot of goals scored is like, you know, like an, an NFL game has, you know, points are like a couple hundred or I mean, you know, like a couple hundred if you add it up. Uh, you know, NBA is the same thing. It's 110 to 115. Like scoring is a big deal. Three pointers. These are big deals. You know, long touchdowns, long runs, uh, long catches. These are these are the highlights. Generally, it's not like a great pass. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what David Beckham did had to be completed. Slatan, he is the completer. So he's, you know, he's in there for five sounds, minutes. Sounds, he hits. Sounds like George Bush, the the decider. I'm the decider. <laughs> he's the decider. I'm the decider. <laughs> I make decisions. So therefore, I'm a decider. Uh, God, what a wonderful president to when you look back on it now, huh? I mean, just a, yeah, just a, started a world war, just, but really. Just a dream. Just a dream boat. Uh, just a, I can't bring us back, will you? Love to complain about him a little bit. Could someone throw shoes at the president again? Uh but you know, you look at you look at what uh, what Slatan does is he scores goals, and that's something that people share. And you know, even someone who doesn't know anything about soccer, even someone beyond that white ring who's maybe not even a sports fan, can look at that and go, "Oh, that's a good thing." Yeah. You know what I mean? He's five minutes in, his shirt's off, and he's he's the biggest thing. <laughs> think about how think about how wonderful those two Carlos Vela goals were. <laughs> they were both. I mean, they were both magical in this episode, especially the first one. That the, it, I mean, it was the first one was incredible. It, I mean, just a, a legitimate rainbow. I mean, if you if you trail it he it was gorgeous and and once i saw that i was like oh boy la galaxy i mean just just shut it down carson's done you know we were like oh there i was i was watching it i watched that part of it and i was like come on now <laughs> can't do nothing about that that's it, that's it. wrap it up okay it's over all right Bo- wrap it up bob bradley go back to swansea you're done here yeah <laughs> slot time back to europe with you buddy get back on that pj you out of here uh, uh i i looked at that and i was like come on yo that's a that's a highlight that if that happens if that happens in united versus swansea which I believe this is weekend coming up. Something even that that normal, that sort of not that big of a match, that's a highlight that gets shared all over the world. Yeah. So that was a big goal in and of itself. No one's talking about it. <laughs> no, no one. I mean, in fact, I brought it up and most of you just remembered if you're listening <laughs> that it happened. Well, some people, uh, uh, this weekend also we had the goal from uh, Christian Eriksen uh, from Tottenham uh, against, uh, who was, who was, who did they play against? Uh, Chelsea. Why I guess Chelsea. I guess. Why are we bringing this up? But only because the goal was also a pretty, you know, a, a kind of a, you know, not a curling necessarily, but up, it was, it definitely had that bend and dropped, you know, immediately. And Willie Caballero couldn't, uh, di- didn't realize the ball was going to come down uh, that quickly and go right, go right in. But that was also an incredible goal. That if Zlatan's goal doesn't happen, no one's really, you know, like more people would have been talking about the the Ericsson goal. The Ericsson goal was actually a, a great goal as well. But Zlatan, I mean, there was a uh, who I forgot who posted it. Somebody posted a uh, a social media like light up chart, you know, uh, across the world uh, to see how many people were talking about Zlatan after the goal. And you all you see is just like it looks like uh, the the electric grid turning on uh, all across the globe, you know. And, and and yeah, it, it, as soon as what all the news of Zlatan's arrival had a lot of people talking about it, but as soon as the goal happened, it was everywhere. In in, in Brazil, 
all over South America, all over Europe, uh, uh, in Africa, in Australia. You see all the all the big cities kind of uh, talking about this stuff, and and it it, it was a a, a monument. That goal was a is a and will be a monumental moment for the growth of Major League Soccer and American Soccer. Uh, that's that is how uh, uh, significant it was. I would love uh, what was it Spencer FC uh, he posted something like oh people are going to slag it off that it's just MLS and then he goes on to basically say well it was just MLS but it was still amazing I mean there's nothing that we can do and to be honest this is the same this is the same issue we had when Drogba came in and he he scores a hat trick like 17 seconds into playing in MLS doesn't even know he's playing against I mean another incredible talent but you look at something like this and you say, does this help or hurt? Clearly it helps get the, you know, the retweets going. And and I think the most important thing is that other players, like you don't get Thierry Henry if you don't get David Beckham and, and Roy Keane. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you don't you don't get David Villa if you don't get uh Thierry Henry. And if you don't, you don't you probably don't get you know, uh, Slaton, maybe I, if it I, wasn't for, I call it like Thierry. I call it DP Dominoes, uh, and they all, all the designated players, knock each other over to to, to bring in the next one to get that ne- that next big big signing. You're not wrong. Like each of them are sort of like they're begat from the previous one. The previous one sort of lets other players know, like, hey man, this is a great place to go. You know, David Villa is going to have a lasting effect on the league, not just for how well he plays for NYCFC and clearly one of the best DP signings in the history of the league. But like other players are going to come because he and, had such a great time here and he's made such a great career here. And that's how and that's going to create that sort of turnover. But that's how it it works. And I think people don't really keep in mind like that. This happens in every single league across the world. So in the Chinese Super League, Obafemi Martins is over there. You think somebody's not calling him and like, yo, oh, what's what's the Chinese Super League like? Yeah, maybe I'll go over there. Or in Bundesliga, uh, somebody's calling somebody else and like, oh, okay, you it went well for you. Maybe I'll maybe I'll check out I'll you know, I'll check out the league. So there, there's always this it, it, it's more than just just playing soccer in a in a place. It is uprooting yourself from where you grew up, uh, uh, possibly going to a place where you don't speak the language and, and uh, you know, and, and trying to acclimate yourself to, to a whole new country. Cause it, and that also is, uh, uh, and on top of all those things that are complicated, you also uh, have the added pressure of like, these countries care about soccer a lot and will and put that pressure on you as an athlete so you as opposed to in the u.s which is a big country and there's a lot of sports and and there's there's not as much uh, of a situation where players are arriving here and don't speak the language uh unlike you know it's happening now in soccer which is uh, uh so it's so in in general yeah it, it's a it's a common thing but this uh uh just just but this makes us look bad a little bit in the sense just like you know uh drogba i mean he comes in he's already doing this it makes it look like he's not playing against strong competition no no, no. okay this is what i hate to be a pessimist no, no, but but i think it's an important argument to have because this is a uh, to me the euro snobs whether they're european or american right regardless of of what they think they they are uh, they are trapped in their own bubble of 
they, they can't allow themselves to be like, oh, that was dope. MLS is doing big things. Uh, uh, they, they can't even allow themselves to, to, uh, to, to just accept that there's some growth and, and some improvement. Uh, and that think how disgusting life must be where you can't even enjoy. You can't even <laughs> enjoy. I, yeah. And and the, the thing with Zlatan, especially after that goal, like it's annoying because you we, we all saw the the the, the statistics of you know he's he's he has scored in every single debut for every team he's ever played on, and so he's done it everywhere, and he does it. And when he was doing it in Serie A, when he was doing it in the Premier League, when he was doing uh, uh in in La Liga. Nobody said anything about retirement league or look, look at the poor quality. He's he just did it in the Premier League at 34, 35 years old. And so is that not an indictment on the Premier League and it's low quality? No, no one is saying that. It's easy. It's a it's a trope and it's and it's 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 hack. It's hacky to just constantly pile on MLS as, and and to use Zlatan as an example is is really the worst example because he's he just bodied your league a couple months ago. So what the hell are you talking about? Everyone acts like he literally was like you know he was playing in like the third uh, in Bundesliga three or three <laughs> Bundesliga, and he came here and all of a sudden he's tearing it up. Or you know he was only on Manchester United because of a legacy like uh, like Rooney or something. Like what are you talking about? He was a monster a year ago. He was a monster, and he clearly like if he would have done this, if he would have came in and did this at Manchester United, one a Manchester United game would have been exciting to watch, which is rare under Mourinho, and two people would have been like that guy still. Got it, you know. It, and now we all of a sudden he does it at MLS, and everyone's like, "Oh, look at this retirement league that this old man could come back from a serious injury." You know what? And he plays so well. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm personally, I'm fine with it because when you look at, uh, you know, and and good on. Uh, it, Good on MLS for doing this because we 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 learned that there was a lot of effort in getting Zlatan there and and in, after his uh, after his arrival and his first press conference he did mention that he wasn't even supposed to go to Manchester United and uh, I forgot the guy's name that was like making a big effort uh, in, in in getting him getting him to to Major League Soccer but. There was Mino Raiola, no, not, his agent, not 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 Mino. It was somebody from uh, LA Galaxy, I believe, or or uh, yeah, I think he worked with LA Galaxy. So he was trying uh, for years to get Zlatan there, and, and he wasn't even supposed to go to Manchester United, and which leads me to believe that there is uh, that the reason. I mean, maybe the, I, I don't know if this is this is not a conspiracy theory, just a theory, but. Uh, if they were trying to get Zlatan here for years, and they they finally got him on a Tam deal, that I think the reason Tam and Gam was even created was probably to allow Zlatan to come into the league. That's my theory. Because this happened, uh, Tam was introduced what a year ago, two years ago. Uh, uh, I think it was it started the beginning of last season, right? And. And this is, is this is probably around the time where they were trying to get Zlatan uh, to the and Ali Galaxy already had three DPS. Yeah, yeah. So it it, it crossed my Hello? mind. Who knows? Uh, but they they you know just like like you know MLS does how MLS does, and they have to like uh, they got to work the books. They got to move some stuff around uh, to to get. But this also proves our point we've been making for years, which is that the LA Galaxy they don't play within or around the rules. 
Baby, they create the <laughs> they rules. Make the, they're writing the rule book, okay? They're lo- they're lobbying in Washington right now, changing the yeah, rules. They the rule book <laughs> is in their it's in their front offices. So yeah. when people are like, yo, do I have enough TAM? They're like, I don't know, we gotta well, ask LA Galaxy. <laughs> hey, I mean they you know, they 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 run everything. What are you what are we gonna do? So And I wanna apologize to everyone for the noise in the background if you can hear it. They literally just started doing construction next door as we made this phone call. So uh, I apologize if you're hearing a little bit of that. It sounds like a generator or something, but I, I suppose it'll turn off uh, relatively quickly. So right. if there's too loud in the background, I apologize. All right. But, you know, LA Galaxy is one of those teams that we've been saying from day one can do whatever the hell they want. They're proving it. They're proving <laughs> it. They can sign whoever they want. They get rules made for them. But it always works out. It works out in their favor. Look, I mean, you got to give them some uh, credit in, in, in being those being that club that kind of sets the tone for 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 the league. And the, the, the Galaxy are becoming a uh, not becoming, but they, they are uh, a they're the. They're the most. They won the most MLS cups. Yeah, that maybe there's favoritism or whatever. But some there has to in every sport there always has to be this uh, this team. Like the, I mean, the Lakers, the Showtime Lakers, kind of put the NBA on the map. Uh, the, you know, the 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 '90s Bulls. Uh, you know, kind of uh, reinforce like what what dominance really is. You know, the New England Patriots. There's always this team that kind of does this, and uh, uh, and 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 I would even say in the NBA as well, where they change the rules because of Shaquille O'Neal, and and uh, uh, you know, and and. And and they're trying to change the rules now over fouling. You know, they change the rules now over fouling late in games or whatever. So this is this is not unprecedented. Well, I'll tell you this much. I mean, I have a line. Like if MLS decides to create a rule where you can't break the backboard, then I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. I'm done. I'm the, yeah, this is not the game of of your. You know. This, yeah. <laughs> We made this damn sport so soft. <laughs> yeah, because it, it, we don't want to become like uh, like baseball snobs, which is baseball is all about. It's really it's, it's history and and tradition. You know, the, just the other day there was a I don't even remember I don't even know the game, but there was a player that bunted after, because the, the you know they were they were sh- they did a shift and the player bunted because he was trying to get on base and he got on base and the other team was mad at him because the the, the pitcher was on a one hitter and 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 he was ruining like that that record for that pitcher or whatever and this is this is how lost and stupid uh, uh, baseball fanatics can be where they they're so caught up in it in their own history that they can't even focus on that there's a there's two teams Trying to win a damn game, and, they, and they're, they're like, "How how dare you take advantage? <laughs> how dare you take obvious advantage of a situation when our play, our team is doing playing so good against you that it might be a record?" <laughs> <laughs> it's so absurd, and and yeah. you know th- that's the thing in uh, it. Th- that's what I enjoy about soccer, where there's no you if you. If you let up and you're not trying to score as many as you can, that you're insulting the other team. So yeah, that's on you. Yeah, exactly. That's on you. You know, even when even when NYCFC lost seven nothing, would I have wanted them to lose seven nothing? No. But if if the Red Bulls all of a sudden at four nothing just kind of took their foot off the gas and just like pinged the ball around back and forth, I'd be like, nah, it's just whack, man. Like get or like or gave them like a like a like an own goal just to be like, there you go, guys. <laughs> just oh, that would have been uh, that that would have lit up the internet. You're just giving a giving a giving giving a goal away in a derby. It doesn't matter. You could be up forty two. Nothing, and if you gave up one goal, the, the, the your fans would lose their minds. 
Are you kidding me? A lot of people here are like Celtic fans versus like Rangers. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you, if if the, if Glasgow Celtic gave a goal to Glasgow Rangers, an own goal because they were beating him so bad, people would die. People would die. <laughs> Just like Federico Higuain would say. Higuain. Be- people Higuain will would like. <laughs> People die. Uh, yeah. People die. I, mean, I don't know. He's like, this is crazy. Everyone too nice here. You know, you're the you're the ones with the guns, but over, but over there, people die. I, they would die. I don't, I don't understand. All right. Yeah, I love the the casualness in which he says that is why we keep bringing it up. He's like, do you know what happens in my country? People die. You know. Oh my God. So you know, another example that I get frustrated with is the BWP argument which is like uh he couldn't even cut it in uh in the championship or in league one and then he comes comes to mls and, and he just shows how how uh, low quality the league is but then the uh, the the, uh, the the counter argument people make also is jamie vardy jamie vardy was in league two or whatever and and then he and and wins the and wins the prem. So it's like, well, what is that? Does that mean that the prem is is a low quality as well because of a, a, yes, a lo- it does. <laughs> yes, it does. That's what it means. Y'all need us. Do y'all need Slata? Y'all gotta pay for it. I think y'all should institute TAM. Is what y'all need. All right, I don't know if you can afford. Uh, so you know, you gotta you need you need an LA Galaxy over there in the prem. By the way, is is Premier League lower in quality? I don't know. Ask any team that's played against Manchester City. Because they, they all look, they all look pretty low in quality. Oh sure, yeah. Uh, Everton just played them, and they made, yeah, they they made them look pretty bad. And and they and there seems to be about like a twenty four point difference between the first and second place team. So that's uh, another, it's another Bundesliga. That's what y'all got on your hands. At least, at least La Liga has a couple teams that can fight for it. What's the most exciting part of uh, Premier League relegation and who's going to get in the Champions League spots? That's it. Yeah. Well, I was just watching uh, uh, the, the Copa 90 Poet and Vuge uh, comments below thing. And after, look, I, I've been interested in, in seeing how other uh, other uh, media outlets across the world are covering Zlatan. And one of the first things that uh, Vuge has said was, uh, he, in the beginning of the video, he's like, I wish we weren't, I wish we were just talking about Zlatan right now. And he's like, this is the first time I've ever, and, and totally condescending. He was like, bro, bro, I want to talk about MLS. I cannot believe I want to talk about MLS right now. Like, it's so ridiculous. It's just like, bro, the goal was good. Good goals happen in Egypt. Good goals happen in freaking South Africa, whatever. Who cares where it happened? It's Zlatan. And can I, <laughs> can I say something? I love the fact that you brought this up, all right? Because I wasn't going to bring it up because I feel like I've gone a little crazy on the Guerrero rants lately, okay? I've been, I've been, I've been Guerrero rant heavy for the last couple of weeks. But let me just say something, all right? If anyone from MLS is listening right now, and I know y'all do, he's... These are the people you paid. <laughs> you paid these people. You paid them to, to, to do promotion for your and the Mexican League. And you here with how they're talking about your league going. You know what you are? You're like the girlfriend that everybody wants to bring up with the boyfriend. But at this point, we're like, you know, we don't care anymore. We don't care if you stay with him. We don't care if he cheats on you, dog. We don't care how he we, talks about you yeah. in public. Because look at, look at this. We, everybody, do it. Like it's like we done told you about it already. And you ain't doing nothing about it. It's like, girl, I don't even want to talk about it anymore. I am, I am done with you. That's it. That's it's, girl, it's frustrating. 
At this point, it's on you. Yeah, and look, I think it's more than just like uh, it's 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 again, it's that bubble. It's being just so consumed with your own ideology and rhetoric and 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 arrogance that like, look, the, the Premier League will always, you know, I mean, for the for the foreseeable future, it is going to be the most popular and most watched. Uh, uh, football league in the world, and that's fine. But well, in America, it's Liga MX. What up, sign? <laughs> so look, that that says uh, a, a little bit about you know the the, the points that people make and the, uh, uh, sort of the reasoning people have. And it's going to take a long time, or it will, or it may just never happen. Where you know British people are like, oh, okay, the MLS is a it is a it is another league and they and they have good moments as well they there's too much uh uh and more than any other league cuz there's plenty of look major league soccer is bigger than a lot of leagues in a lot of other countries uh and but for for whatever reason it is uh it, it is just easier to for mls to be the butt of joke because of how new it is uh and and, and it's and and of course it, it has its flaws and and it, it uh, and it's also the one thing we're not amazing at you know what I mean it's yeah. like Jesus but, but, you know we, but, we show up at the Olympics and we're we're rocking it you know what I mean like there's only so much that we could be great at I mean they're not supposed to bend over at everything but the thing I'm always talking about is like look at all the Americans that are like oh but it's MLS it's just MLS dog get that. You're that you allow yourself to be that person in your own country, dog. Yeah, yeah. It, look, it, people have seen MLS grow up and go and go through a lot of hiccups and 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 stumble and 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 sh- ML and you know MLS shootout and all this other stuff. Uh, so it's easy to make fun of it because it, it's come up in an era where we we've gotten to it, you know we've gotten to it, it's come up in the media era where we've gotten to see it where like they of of course there were a lot of terrible decisions and a and terrible play in uh in, in it wasn't even called the Premier League before, but in, in just uh in, in well, it was just the you know the the first division the, of the top the, flight football for four ninety two or whatever ninety three exactly. So, but there was there was clearly there must have been a lot of dumb things. The square goalposts in in uh in the fifties and the sixties or whatever, but no one ever really saw it you know, outside of the people who who went to the games. But now ever since MLS has existed since ninety six, it's been televised. It's been uh, this constant video. This we've seen it all. We've seen all the dumb things that we've done. So right, we wear our scars on our arm. Like we show our scars. We wear it on our sleeve. Like, yeah, you know exactly what we've done. Bad or good. I mean, you could people retweet it all the time. Like, oh, remember this? And it's the shootout. Which, by the way, it's actually still kind of exciting. Okay, <laughs> I may not be the. I may not be for it as much as I am what we have now. But it's actually kind of exciting. So everybody could suck a little bit of a dick over <laughs> over there on that, acting like it's that big of a shock. It's not like we have like. Pregnant women smoking cigarettes, getting to do the you know the penalties. You know what I mean? It's like it's not the most insane thing you've ever heard. It's we do a run up. It's like Pele actually said he preferred it. Okay. Yeah. And everybody loves Pele, so y'all could y'all could stop right there. But this is what I'm talking about. Like you know, you in Europe, it's so easy. Or I, maybe I should speak a little lower uh, because I forget I'm here. Uh, but, you know, it's so easy to be like, I can't believe I'm talking MLS right now. I can't believe I'm talking about the MLS. And I get the sentiment and I understand, but it, to me, it's pandering. And there's nothing dumber, nothing dumber than when we do it ourselves. And that's why Cooligans even exists. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why, but part of it, somewhere on that list, it's to, yo, let's get some pride going, man. That's like, you'll be proud of yourself, dog. I forgot what, 
I forgot what the rant was I'm, that I, I went I'm on. A, you know what? I'm a, we, we should throw an MLS pride parade. That's all. <laughs> Straight up. Yo. Rainbows and soccer balls. I'm all Matt, about it. <laughs> yo, it would be, first of all, it would be fabulous. Okay. <laughs> Out of that. Uh, yeah. well, uh, but what was it? I went on a rant. And, uh, like a, It was like a three or four tweet rant. Like I forgot what it was, man. But like uh, yeah, Doyle retweet. I forgot what it was. I was talking something proud to be American. Whatever it was, it's like, that's... This is this is what we need to be doing. Like we shouldn't be cowtoe. That's what it was. I was like, yo, we stuck out a cowtoe. It was always el tráfico. Everyone's upset about calling it el tráfico, el tráfico, el tráfico. It, it, it fits. The fans made it. Let them have it. Let's have fun. Yeah, there's no. Uh, I mean, it, for the most part, it's it's. Uh, again, it's it just goes on with the, like it, it's all becoming hacky in like in all this criticism. Nobody's. Flipping out, you know, this is what this is the issue. And and I remember seeing a tweet. I think we talked about this on an older episode about some somebody had asked uh, a some a, a, a British journalist about like how come there's the Carabao Cup and the League Cup and and all these other competitions, FA Cup. What, what like why are they all a, a a part of of English football and. His he he sort of explained uh, like their history behind it and, and and it being like the the lower league teams wanted an opportunity to make money playing against so and so teams and then they were at, they were they they never found an opportunity to remove uh, a a tournament that was like kind of obsolete and the real issue with a lot of that stuff that that goes on in England is that it's always it's always been done that way so they can't. They can't change it because, well, that's how we do it. So the idea of changing it is is crazy. So that that's really the, the the problem when something new is introduced, a new derby. Nobody's flipping out over Merseyside derby or the North London derby or whatever, like because because they've existed forever. But when the names first started, I'm sure somebody was like, hey, maybe maybe we should call it something else, and and uh, you know, or, or like the the Bingham Street. Derby or whatever, like nobody says that. And nobody, you, we, we're not privy to those debates because they didn't happen on social media. But now that the derbies are being named organically in front of everybody, people are like, oh, this is stupid. What a dumb name. Just like when we started the Cooligans, when you told me, uh, like, hey, let's do this podcast. I want to call it the Cooligans. What was my first response? I was like, Alexis, that name sounds so stupid. That is a stupid name and then well, actually if we're gonna be honest you stared at me blankly <laughs> for about 30 seconds and i looked at you and i go the name's stupid and you're like yeah because <laughs> we didn't have the relationship we have now where we're very open with each other at first i think there was that little bit of decorum but still as comics we couldn't hide how we feel so you were just like ah <laughs> you look like someone like you were buffering yeah you know? like when when a comic tells you a joke they're like hey i want to try this joke out and if you don't know them very well you'd be like all right well i mean there's a couple things you need to work on but if like you know them you just be like Yo, that shit is whack, dog. What are you talking yeah, yeah. about? <laughs> if if you don't know them, you'd be like, "Hey, you know, in a couple of weeks, that could be really funny." You know, you give them encouragement to work on it. If you know them, you're like, "Dog, don't ever say those words again in that order." <laughs> you know, you, you've been honest, right? And, and, yeah. And that's, you looked at me like, "Cooligans." <laughs> 
that might be almost too stupid of a name. <laughs> and I looked at you and I was like, but yo, is it so stupid that it's good again? <laughs> and, Which, and that's kind of what it that's kind of what happened where I was like, you know, it sounds silly, but like it's you know, it might be fun after you say it a while, once it's once it leaves your lips a couple times, you're like, all right, this actually feels okay. And that's kind of what's happening with with uh with a trafico, uh a, a lot of these things when when they're being uh, uh, sort of discovered and and organically created, then they 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 feel they feel weird. But then after a couple look after five years, nobody's gonna say they're gonna be like Tafiko's like oh that's great that's that's inventive that's creative uh, and it's gonna be part of the normal soccer culture. And what I love about it is these are the fans sort of saying like yo like here's what fits like our world and. You know, all these people that are sitting there going like, oh, we're not going to get respect. And look, I'm not calling out Dave Martinez and I'm not calling out Franco Panito and I'm not ta- calling out uh, Eves or Ives or Ives. I don't know what name he goes by. Um, if it was Spanish, it'd be Ives. But um, it's not specifically those three dudes. And I think a lot of people thought we were subtweeting them or I was specifically subtweeting them. Not at all. They're a part of the group that we were talking about in general. There's a lot of people online who were saying like, oh, we're not going to get re- their respect. Who's there? Who's they? <laughs> Who? We don't get their respect now. Look at the naming of our teams. And by the way, I hate, I didn't want to be like the New York Pigeons or, you know, uh, you know, uh, whatever, uh, Kansas City Wizards. I thought that was stupid. I love the more traditional soccer names. Um, I would love if we got some more South American sounding names, some more Atletico, um, you know, I don't know, uh, ones in Independiente Nashville. I would love something like that or Independent Nashville, something along those lines. I love that kind of stuff. So I'm all about that. And maybe that's me being a bit of a hypocrite here, but I like that. But yo, we don't have to we don't have to diddle Europe's balls every time we do something in soccer. We don't. Like yo, we can be American as fuck. Like we're not we don't have to be so American that it's annoying, but it's like what's our culture? Like, you know, people think about it. When when the English went to South America, they brought the game with them, right? And that's why you have like, you know, wanderers in Argentina, in Chile, in Uruguay. You have teams named Wanderers and you have a Liverpool in 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 Uruguay. Why why there's no Liverpool in Uruguay? <laughs> <laughs> Why you got Liverpool down there? Like they got names. Like there's an Arsenal. Um, I think in not Argent. Is it Argentina? Um, I forget where there's an Arsenal. There's an Arsenal there. Dog. They don't call it that. In fact, the team the team River Plate is because the English couldn't say Rio Plata, so they called it River Plate. And now the team goes by River. They call the, they they call themselves like they Spanish. They they say the word in Spanish, even though it's in English. Yeah. Like there's some of it, but yo, like what's their culture? They change the culture. They've got those tifos, those banners that come down that look like the big streamers. They sing the whole match. They have drums. Like, like there's there's a way to add your culture to the sport. Like I don't understand why these Americans. It's like some of some Americans won't respect the game until it becomes a carbon copy of Premier League. What do you want? <laughs> what do you want? How about this? How about you really tell yourself? You really ask yourself. What do you think would be fun? What's a fun game? Like 110 years ago, when England was nothing but like black and white photos, and I guarantee you it looked like that live. Okay? I guarantee you. There was just no color whatsoever. Yeah. When it was just one big episode of Peaky Blinders. All right? When it would look like that, I guarantee you that was fun for them the way they invented the sport and they made the sport. And now there's a tradition to keep that going. We don't have that tradition. We need to create our own. Yeah. You know, you look at guys like Kicks to the 
pitch and and you know Medina out there, Drew Medina doing doing his thing. Like uh, you got uh, live breathe football. You've got all these people, and to some degree, as much as you know, uh, you know we we you were talking about them, but even the American version of Copa Ninety, like we're all sort of starting to come up and create what our culture is like. Why aren't we allowed to do that? Sure, I mean, why do we? Well, look, Italy don't have to don't have to become a copy of England. Why do we? <laughs> it's it, it's uh it's it's moving the goalpost all the time. There's always a new standard. There's always a uh, uh, a, a, a cri- an unfair criticism that's put on this uh, it, this infant league, you know. And there are and, and look, and it is good. You were even m- mentioning, uh, you know, uh, like livery football on the Valley Apparel. You know, uh, Elvis doing uh, like trying to I- infuse uh, uh, hip hop culture. The 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 video that Copa Nine the U.S. did, uh, Aaron West at, at, at in Atlanta uh, covering black culture in in Atlanta and and covering Footy Mob and all that stuff, and it shows the uniqueness uh, of 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 what American soccer can bring, and that should be embraced. And I know, look again, I know there, there are people listening that that are just staunch. If there's no promotion relegation, I can't I can't fathom even watching it. Which is, look, if you fine, but you can't ignore the culture it's in itself and the the human beings that enjoy the sport and would like to watch it. So there's there's more than just the this uh uh, just sis, uh, systemic uh, uh, carbon copy of of what's happening in uh, other places uh, across the world. It, there's more to it because there's a there's a real human element of human beings that enjoy it and 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 make up the culture of uh, of, of the sport in the country. And it's all and it's changing every day. And that's a thing we should embrace. And here's the thing. If you're waiting for the league to develop or to accept or, uh, you know, uh, institute promotion relegation, then you're going to become a fan. Can you think of something more plastic than that? <laughs> I can't. Oh, wait, I don't want until the league does it the perfect way. I'm not going to pay my money. I'm not going to be a fan. I'm not going to watch it on TV. I'm going to pretend it doesn't exist. I'm only going to be a fan of this other league that has a lot more glory. You're a glory hog, dog. All that, all that stuff that you talk about, you chant about, and you act like you're not because you're somehow an Arsenal fan or a Manchester United fan or a Manchester City fan. Uh, even though you grew up in Wisconsin and, and you know, and you live and you live in a big city on one of the coasts and you act like all of you have tradition. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You just started watching this game two years ago, but all of a sudden you've got tradition, you know, and now but you don't want the league that's in your own backyard that represents your country, that represents the people you probably know and grew up with, the people that you grew up around that ate the same places you ate at, that played in the same parks you played in, that went to the same schools you went to, that play in that league and that are trying, busting their ass, making barely a living back in the day. Now they're doing better, but certainly back in the day they were making barely a living. Where they had to retire and go do something else. One of them's a cop in Orlando. Tally Hall's a cop in Orlando. People have to become accountants or you, like car salesmen, real estate agents. Like, dog, these people, you won't rep at all. You won't rep at all until they do it exactly the way you want it. Dog, that's the most plastic thing I ever heard of. Get out my face, plastic ass. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well there, well there, you have it, kids. Uh, so if you're wondering, <laughs> has Europe tamed me? And the answer well, is no. I wanted to at least. Uh, this was a, a fun moment because ever since Zlatan has arrived, and it's especially after uh, the incredible game he had, there've been uh, local news reporters that have oh boy that have been just butchering either his name, uh, butchering the the, the, the just just talking about. 
the entire sort of uh, uh, the whole, just the whole uh, experience of Zlatan arriving to the league. Because for a lot of uh, for a lot of local news reporters, they don't know anything about soccer. They've never had to cover it, and then they 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 get this uh, uh, you know script on the tele prompter and they're like okay well these there's a lot of words here that i am not comfortable with uh and, and it seems like there's words missing <laughs> <laughs> but this was uh i don't this is from a a cbs broadcast i don't know uh in i i assume i think it's in los angeles i don't know uh w- which state in particular uh but i just wanted to play this uh very quickly here it goes known as El Terrifico, but the first installment will be remembered for a long, long time as uh, Slavon Ibrahimovic. I had a little trouble saying that the first time, didn't I? He had a stunning debut with the Galaxy. So... El Terrifico, which which is also uh, a derby, I'm perfectly fine with. That'll be really fun. That's a fun. I, first of all, it was. He's not wrong. It was Terrifico. <laughs> Great. <laughs> he was a hundred percent right. Yeah. That guy also gave a Simpson-esque dead stare into the camera as he said it. I mean, it seemed like a, like a live action Simpsons episode. Uh, uh, the Los Angeles uh, Football Club, also known locally as El Terrifico. <laughs> It was perfect. Uh, you couldn't ask for a better uh, sort of way to sit in camera. The other guy who called him Zoltan. Yeah, that was Zebrahimovic. Zoltan Zebrahimovic. <laughs> Which is that is that's a good one. All right, now we know that one. There was no there was no script in front of him. He was like, "Tell me the name once." Got it. Zoltan. <laughs> okay, Say what's in my ear? Good enough. Nancy, I'm a professional. Don't you dare repeat yeah. it. Okay, I've been. Shut- I've been doing this 22 years. Don't yeah. you dare insult my intelligence. We'll do it live. It's the, it's the, it's the, it's the, it's the what's Bill his name? Bill O'Reilly, yeah. Bill O'Reilly, yeah. It's the Bill O'Reilly. We'll do it live. Uh, so, look. Uh, you know, I, I was tweeting about this. A lot of this. This is more fodder for a lot of people to be like, "Oh, look, American this, and they don't know this." But this is this is great. This is just they're forced to cover this story. They don't want to. We're having a good time with it. It's really funny. They're gonna they're gonna learn. It, it it'll be the same. It's the same thing as if you ask a local news reporter to to cover uh some lacrosse championship or whatever. They're not gonna know anything about it uh they're gonna get names wrong uh just because it's popular all over the world does not mean that every single person in this country uh knows about it these are a lot of a lot of these people are older they probably don't know who they you know they don't know who zlatan is so there is a a uh, to me there is a a beauty in watching sort of uh, uh all of us grow up at the same time and we all sort of go at our own pace uh so i'm i'm fine with it i'm i'm going to yeah we're going to make fun of them because it's hilarious uh but but to use it as an example of like just dumb americans to it is it's very short sighted oh there was a comic last night who got up on stage i don't know the dude's name he's actually very funny but his first joke is about how uh, he leads a, a, a like a bar tour here in, in Dublin. And he goes, I came across, he's like, I don't know if you guys have ever seen one of these because they're rare, a uh, well-read American. And the crowd just loved it. They laughed. Uh, and I was just like, all right, like I get the trope. And then he makes a joke about a, an author. 
I've never heard of. So I was like, all right. Okay, well, he's right. <laughs> well, then, all right. Well, then maybe I shouldn't uh, be the one to tell you this, that that's wrong. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's old trite. So, like, we're never going to get rid of that that idea of, like, the dumb Americans. Sometimes when I'm hosting and people, like, I know the city they're from in the country or, like, I've heard of it, they get surprised. And I'm like, oh, I'm fat, but I'm not dumb, right? So I only get half the quota of what you think of an American. Like, I get that that's there. And that's not going to go away. But to some degree, it's like, Here's the thing. In the world we live in now, these things aren't embarrassing anymore. These are additional marketing opportunities. Like we, if something is truly viral, like, and Zlatan Ibrahimovic's goal is probably the single most viral moment in MLS history, that we should be able to eat off that for like, what, 10 days? You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's like, a fair amount of time. Yeah, that, I mean, it, it, it's still getting a lot of buzz. And the, the, right now, the, the seven second clip on Twitter of, uh, of Zlatan's goal is is I think at like almost two point five million views. So there you go. I mean, how many goals would do, D- Dom Dwyer have to score <laughs> to get to that? You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, or even look, uh, it, it, it that's not an easy number. Via Via wouldn't hit that number. Well, th- that's not an easy number for a, a, a Premier League goal, even a, a, an amazing one. So. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. Uh, you know, it, it is. It, it's a. It's a big deal because of who it is, where it happened, the 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 storyline in itself of how it happened. And we're gonna in the next segment, we'll we'll get to uh, all uh, you know a lot of the games uh, and really sort of deep dive into how LAFC managed to allow this to happen. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, it, it again, we, and we said it earlier. It is an important. It is an important goal, and we're gonna look back on it and being like, "Wow, American soccer took a quite a jump." I mean, even even in comedy, there were a bunch of people. I know uh, Patrick Schroeder. He's a comedian from from Philly. Lives in New York. Um, uh, he's also on the OG podcast uh, network. Uh, on, yeah, the uh, the dad, the, the, the good, ugly. The, the the good, the dad, and the ugly. I think it's just yeah, a, that's it. Um, and, and he mentioned he was like, I never. I haven't paid attention to MLS until this is like the first time I'm paying attention to MLS again after after seeing that goal uh, and and that game in itself. Okay, I, I will talk about it more, but easily one of the best, I think, the best game in MLS history. So uh, yeah, and to your point, by the way, if that that goal. If something, a goal at Toulouse in Ligon doesn't get those highlights, a goal at like Celta Vigo in La Liga would never get those highlights. A goal at, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of like a, a lot at Lazio might not get those views in Syria. You know what I'm saying? Like you're 100% right. This this is a big, big deal for for uh, for any league yeah. to get these numbers. Hugely. But let's talk about some of the other games when we get back. Exactly. So, all right. We'll be right back right after this. Hi, this is Mike Coscarelli from Anxiety Now. And Andrea Allen from the Hot Mess Comedy Hour. We just launched the brand new OG Podcast Network and wanted to let you know that you can hear ours and other great shows by going to OGPodcastNetwork.com. Also, be sure to follow the network on social media to keep up to date with new shows, videos, and live events. That's at OG Podcasts on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Or you can subscribe to your favorite OG podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, baby, we're back. Uh, we are back. So, look, uh, Alexis, how is Ireland going? How's it been? Ireland is awesome. The shows out here are great. I'm not kidding when I say I might be back again this year. Uh, this place is absolutely awesome. I had the honor also of meeting a longtime fan of ours. Mm. And I had no idea we even had fans out here. And after uh, this week, uh, I, we may no longer. But uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I got to meet the one, the only, Sean McGrinder, McGrinder I should say. 
also known as MLS Ireland. How that's, awesome is that? That's right. So uh, he he's trying to you know get more people aware of Major League Soccer out uh, out in Ireland. And uh, and thank you. Yeah, I'm glad you got to meet him. I'm glad uh, uh, he's he's you know he's been always supportive of us. So uh, Sean, thank you so much, and, and I'm glad you got to hang out with Alexis a little bit. Yeah, man, we uh, we we got to share a couple pints. It was a good time, man. Okay. Um, the dude, the dude took a took a bus to come see me, so it was awesome. Like we got a chance to hang out. We got a chance. He met the wife. Um, I didn't get a chance to perform on that show. There was a bit of a mix up. I was booked on uh, the next show, and and he was out of town for that. So there was a whole. Uh, to do but uh, at the end of the day we ended up uh, hanging out and it was absolutely great time he said he was going to buy me a pint if he ever if he ever met me and he uh, I will say he is a man of his word um he absolutely did do that and we we had a, a good crack as they say here that's a- uh, that doesn't mean we smoke crack is what we did Shine. <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> well I mean yeah Alexis came back from uh, Ireland a junkie so that's cool yeah yeah <laughs> but yo y'all wanted me to lose weight consider it done <laughs> imagine oh, I'm oh, just a fat junkie <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? He beat crack. <laughs> what's uh, what's what's that new diet, Alexis? Oh, it's just meth. That's all. Yeah. Also, the, part of your beard is on because I keep scratching that part of my face. Uh, <laughs> let me say, uh, Sean is absolutely awesome and and a big fan of just all all MLS. Like he's 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 just you know sort of I I think it was um either. Kyle Martino or Taylor Twelman, somebody said sort of the joy of being a neutral uh, this weekend was just talking about like well, how much fun it is to get to just watch some of these games without having a vested interest and not not sort of get to enjoy some of the wonderful things that's happening on both sides. And and he sort of gets that. And even though we are NYCFC fans, to some degree, because we're entertainers and we get asked to, you know, do presentations for, for certain teams or fan groups or we watch the league as a whole, we kind of are to some degree, or at least we try to watch it as a neutral as much as we are NYCFC guys because we want to have some skin in the game. You know, he really gets that opportunity. He watches it from afar, but he gets to see everything and just enjoy for what it is. Yeah, that that is true. I mean, we we try to be uh, as objective as possible. It's difficult when it's like, yeah, when we're talking about NYCFC against San Jose, but... I mean, for the most part, you know, it, it, we're not we're not uh, uh, incapable of of pointing out flaws or issues with with the the teams that we support. So it's like, uh, you know, hopefully people don't find like listen to this because I know early, early on when we started doing the podcast, we were kind of focused on NYCFC because that's what we were around the most. But the more we learned about the league and other supporters and just met other people from all over the country, it's it, we've become I, I I feel at least more objective uh, when we talk about other teams, which we're going to do right now. And we're also going to go in crazy hard and make fun of uh, some of your favorites because absolutely <laughs> that's what we do best because what we do best. So let's let's get started. Uh, and I, well, the game that we were just talking about, uh, let, let's get into some detail. LA against LAFC, the first El Tráfico, right? Uh, the the it, the first it was very terrifico. Uh, very, it was a a. Uh, an event. I mean, it felt more. Uh, look, the game was going to be a big deal even before Zlatan got there. But once he, he uh, once it was announced, once he once he showed up, uh, once he landed, and once we knew that he was going to play, then the. I mean, we we already saw the tickets for uh, some of the tickets were going for a thousand dollars for a regular season MLS game, which is unheard of, uh, absolutely crazy. But that that those are the those are the things where. It is it is a hot ticket. It is as big as uh, sitting front row, 
you know, at a Laker game, at a Clipper game. Uh, you know, so now it, it, it's becoming where Los Angeles is – just in general for soccer is it it, it it get it gets to compete with with those hot tickets that are in the in the, the other sports in the LA area. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's part of you know having been in LA multiple times now. I don't. I certainly am not going to sit here and say that I, I understand uh, you know LA through and through. But like I kind of the sentiment that I think got lost during the whole LA versus East Coast you know sort of uh, you know rivalry that existed back in the day. Uh, oh, they too chill over there and they don't care about nothing and they mad and different. And all New Yorkers, uh, you too opinionated and you too loud. Uh, don't follow me on Twitter if you're a restaurant I've been to recently. Uh, <laughs> you know. All those things, like, I think what got lost in that is just how L.A. is. And L.A. suffers from the same thing that New York does, which is a lot of people from outside L.A. decide to make a home in L.A. So, you know, it kind of starts to skew what the actual attitude of the people are. And L.A., because it's such an exciting place, it's something where you need to be an event in order to really, really get, like, yeah. like on a normal day, you know, you could go see Lady Gaga or 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 Katy Perry or, or you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, the hologram of Tupac perform. Like, you could see anything on a normal day in L.A. So, like, to be a soccer and to be a big event, you better be a, an event. I mean, this I, was. And more than anything, the it has to be a big event, but worth sitting in the in the trafico that you're gonna sit through, so it has to be a big deal to 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 sit in that traffic and 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 for it to be like it has to be worthwhile. Yeah, especially if you're going to Carson, which you know unbeknownst to us, I mean, you could Google Map it, but like you never really know. It's like people are like, oh, why can't you go to Rebel Arena? It's just as far as Yankee Stadium to Brooklyn. But like, not only is there a psychological barrier, but there's just so much more. That there's so much more you have to do to get there. Like, it's yeah. not easy to get to Carson. You know what I mean? And then you're going to fight all that traffic getting back in L.A. when there's already traffic in L.A. You know what I mean? So, like, another reason the name fits so well. So, the the idea of you were able to make, like, Zlatan Ibrahimovic and just th these two teams going against each other, which before anyone even knew Zlatan was going, this was still a big deal. The fact that these two teams were playing each other... And that still drew people out of L.A. into Carson. This is exactly what they wanted. Yeah. This is what everybody was hoping for. And look, and the and the match started off with a, with a bang. I mean, they, they uh, I, I was kind of, this was like one of the first matches in, in MLS where I was nervous for both teams. You know, outside of like NYCFC Rebels. This was like, I was le legitimately like, oh man, this is, this is going to be a big deal for whoever wins this game. And uh, I, and and I loved the fanfare. At the LAFC fans got there early. They were chanting loud. The the, the uh, social media was great. Shout out to uh, all the heart of LAFC listeners that may have heard you on their podcast uh, last week uh, during the, during your tour of, of Bank of California Stadium. But I mean, I mean, we got to we got to give condolences because what. That was rough. I mean, you up three nothing. The game starts great. Carlos Vela with that beautiful curler. Uh, uh, what was and then the second goal? Just uh, uh, LA Galaxy looking, just looking bad defensively, making a lot of mistakes. Uh, so up two nil. Uh, then what in the in the end of the first half? Uh, Ureña causes that own goal uh, on uh, from Steres. Everything's falling apart for the Galaxy. I'm watching this game, and I'm like, there is no way they come back from this. I did not think... I mean, just watching the beginning of it, it seemed like LAFC. When they say going for the throat, 
they were passing the throat around. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you I don't know. You get hit of this. Back. You get hit of this dog, and then it's just like, <laughs> yo, and Diego Rossi's like, Diego Rossi's like, yo, pass that shit, son. Why you hogging all that shit? <laughs> yo, it's puff, puff, give, dog. <laughs> you fucking up the rotation. It's legal here, uh, man. I was. I was embarrassed for LA Galaxy, but it seemed like, and what I think is so great about this game, and and what's what we're gonna look back at this match and say was so incredible is that this wasn't just a back and forth game. Like you know, Red Bull Orlando was just as exciting a game as this, but the storyline around this game and the suggestion that MLS has no history, dog, the storyline around this game that LA Galaxy gets all these rules made for it and always gets a pass and was was the the, the you know the the flagship team of the league for a long time and probably a promise to uh, AEG or whatever it is, that company that owned like six MLS teams at one point to keep the league going, which is now just the owner of LA Galaxy. If, and maybe they might have sold LA Galaxy. I'm not sure. But like maybe that's sort of a help to them. Like, hey, you guys stood by us. We're going to hook you up a little bit, give you a little something on the side. All of that going around, but they're no longer the team and they built the stadium in Carson. But now you got this team in dead center and the aesthetic is really cool and everyone loves it and the fans are behind it. And all of a sudden they're the new big dogs in town and they're winning five nil and they're the new Atlanta United and and everyone loves it, and this is a big deal. And all of a sudden, it, it looks like this is all happening. This is a passing of the baton. Yeah, yeah. Look, the the there were a couple of interesting things. I thought, uh, yeah, I thought Carlos Vela played great. I thought the the I, I honestly, I honestly thought the man of the match, if if none of the other stuff happened, would have been Marco Ureña. Marco Ureña was amazing in this game. I mean, he he was running all over the field. They were uh, they they couldn't sort of keep track on him. They they, uh, they, they, he could, he, he was good on the ball. He just, oh, he, every decision he made was the right one. And, uh, he, he was involved in every single goal. Uh, so th- he, he played great. Uh, but look, the, it, it was, I think the biggest thing that was noticeable was, especially at, at the beginning of the second half, was you, it felt like you were looking at a team that, that were, we're sure they were going to win. Uh, and, and I think that was clear in the first two goals for LA Galaxy, especially uh, Benny Fellhaber receiving the ball in the midfield and credit to LA Galaxy and Siggy Schmidt, uh, uh, who was it, uh, Saranda Carrasco, who was uh, playing up front, playing way more aggressive. Uh, and he took the ball off of Fellhaber uh, that led to the first goal from Leggett. And and but when you see yeah. when you see Fellhaber receive the ball and just make like he he just took too long he he just like wasn't aware of who was around him that that's not the kind of goal you want to give up on, on just like a cheap giveaway in your own uh in your own like third like that so and then the second goal after Zlatan is already in the game uh Emma Boateng kind of just weaving through walking by no one's kind of marking him because Latan is there and they and they they're trying to keep a body on him but Boateng just walking by uh and then being able to del- deliver a cross with really no uh just nobody no, nobody was defending him essentially uh, then Chris Pontius putting uh if you look at that play especially the second goal you the amount of ball watching from Laurent Simon, Joao Moutinho, 
Everyone is just looking at Boateng. Nobody's paying attention to anyone else on the field. I mean, it's really disturbing. And you and you really see like these these uh, these guys just like, oh, we 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 got this game. It, it's already the seventy seventieth uh, minute or whatever. We're we're, we're gonna be fine. But that the, the especially the second goal again uh, uh, from the header from Chris Pontius. João Moutinho is totally not looking at Pontius. He is totally. And just completely unaware that there's a player, that there's any other player on the field besides Emma Bolton who has the ball and Zlatan who's right next to him. So that that was it. it, it, Everybody was Liam Ridgewelling. That's that's the new verb that everybody uses. Uh, No, it it was (laughs) you out there. Are you are you Ridgewelling right now? (laughs) Well, it was interesting because after the the game, the post game uh, uh, interview with uh, Susanna Susanna Collins that she did with Chris Pontius, he made a point to say uh it was some I, I'm not paraphrasing but he did say like oh it's good to to show uh like that ex- experience can win a game or like uh something about MLS veterans or like some older guys that we still got it and it was a really good point in that you know uh LAFC is a young team and uh LA Galaxy and, and Chris Pontius who's, who's an MLS veteran he's played for a couple clubs and he was just like nah son old, old man still got some game in him uh, and when you see the header, he did he, that. He he just jumped over John Moutinho. John Moutinho was was the first pick, I believe. Is what like he's like nineteen years old, maybe twenty. Uh, yeah. And he got he got bodied by a by a big by a bigger man. And John Moutinho, it, it sort of uh, raises the the in my point it raises like uh, in question just like his his maturity, obviously. It's also and his physical maturity because he's like he's kind of a frail kind of a smaller frame he's probably not grown into his body yet uh yeah, he's gonna look very different in five years than he does right now exactly so th- look so those first two goals i thought re- really what set the precedent for what what zlatan uh ended up doing look, look i agree with you and and you know we we really haven't talked about this a lot but it's been talked about a lot among some of the other um you know media channels uh that cover mls you know, Tam has been amazing for changing the fortunes of this league and getting young Latinos like us an opportunity to play in the game, even though we're not playing. <laughs> we're probably young by their eyes either, but um, we're Latino enough. We're Caribbean. But um, it certainly also has taken the the opportunity for a paycheck away from some of these older uh, you know, veterans in the league. You know, Tam has sort of priced them out. They're too expensive. And you could use that TAM on on a you could use that kind of salary to to, to buy down or to TAM up a, a player of a of a different ilk of a higher quality that's younger that you could take sort of a bit more of a risk on. So you know, Pontius is doing it for all of them. You know, he's doing it for the Bobby Boswells out there for yeah. all the guys that got kind of they were they were making too much money to kind of they're in that middle ground where it's like why would we sign you and we can use that money more efficiently elsewhere yeah and it's it's a shame because you're right they do have the skill but could they keep it going look let me tell you something Bob Bradley's not going to let that happen again no Bob Bradley's not letting his that team do that again so yeah look they don't have a completely full squad still uh, they're not exactly the team they're going to be and I'm not sitting here making excuses look they looked they were the better team on that night yeah. they just gave up. They lo- they lost the game more than they. I mean, look, they got Slaton. Slaton won the game, and sure. yeah, those two goals were super important. But that game should have ended at three two. It should have. Yeah, and or it, it could have ended four three for LAFC. Marco Reina again had that. He had a great chance towards the end when when LA Galaxy were pushing forward, uh, and he hit and he just hit the post. You know, uh, uh, two inches to the right. 
and it, it's a completely different story. But just tell Marco Arena that whatever team he's playing, tell them that it's either Chile or I mean, no, <laughs> tell him it's like Honduras or like Mexico and or, watch he'll score. He can only or, score for Costa Rica or if it's the U.S. at Rebel Arena. Just tell him that and he'll be fine. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> tell him it's the U.S. at Rebel Arena every time. Yeah. Um, but look. All right. Yeah. Obviously, Zlatan does he does what he does. Uh, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, a little bit of a debate over the second goal. Some people thought it was offside, but the first one he was offside. He was clearly offside. All right. But do you? Why would you take that no. storyline away? I, okay, uh, so this is my, my um, the the counter argument here. He was not offside. But let's talk about the, We'll talk about that in a moment. Let's talk about the first goal. Right? Uh, Daniel Stares gives up the own goal earlier, and then. I don't even know why this is even allowed. Daniel Starris gets the assist on that 45-yard screamer, uh, which which is crazy to me because there's no he was not planning that at all. That was not some setup play. Uh, so it, it's 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 wild to me that God, he get- God doesn't even get the assist on that one. <laughs> yeah, usually you know, God's like, like no, 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 that was all slot time. <laughs> you know, athletes are always like, oh, oh, you know, I'm glad we won, but first, first and foremost, want to thank God. Zlatan is like, nah, man, God was God was in the getting in the way of some of my you know my earlier opportunities. Uh, he yeah, was, yeah. <laughs> he's it- like Zlatan's like, I'd like to thank God, and you hear a voice from the heavens goes, no, no, <laughs> no need to thank me. <laughs> I had nothing to that do with it. That was all you, homie. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's how God talks. He's just straight up Bronx. Yeah, homie. That was all you, dog. <laughs> Damn, son. <laughs> you hit that shit with fire. <laughs> Facts, B. Uh, so, <laughs> so, Yo, you type beast that. <laughs> so look, uh, again, we talked about the goal enough. It was incredible. Zlatan, Zlatan even gave the same... Uh, a, a reasoning that David Villa gave uh, against uh, Philadelphia Union uh, from last year, being like, "Oh, I was, I was just too tired. I didn't want to run anymore." But this is when Zlatan was on the field for approximately five and a half minutes. He was already too tired. So <laughs> that really says a lot about his current fitness, uh, and and it says a lot about uh, uh, just doesn't matter how tired Zlatan is. He was he is still he looks better than someone who is co- at complete tip top shape and someone that's like twenty four years old. So and and by the way, I will say that there was a English person that I was speaking to here, and I forgot to mention this in the first segment, who gave me the whole. Ah, well, you know, I mean, he was going against a, a first year team and it was in MLS. He kind of gave me one of those. He kind of gave me one of those. And I go, yeah, but when he hit the bicycle kick from half from half the pitch, that was only against the English national team. Right. <laughs> yeah. And he kind of looked at me and he goes, all right, touche. Like that guy <laughs> could take a joke. He's like, all right, good point. And I was like, there you go. Yeah, that, that that's that's how it, it should be received. You know, that that's Zlatan skill. That goal doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what keeper is there uh you know the the i would say the only thing that was put into question was when ola kamara went up for the ball with the lafc defender i don't know i don't remember who it was was that a foul some people i know on the english broadcast on sky sports they they questioned that because they thought it might that var might take it back because it might have been a foul uh it seemed like two guys go went for the ball and none, neither of them got it, and Zlatan had, and they, you know, created Zlatan's opportunity. So, uh, yeah, and then, and then with the offside, uh, you know, the, the debatable offside call, 
I mean, great, great on Zlatan, right? To uh, to not go for the ball after the, the ball was passed for him. He lets Ashley Cole receive the ball, so he's not involved in the play. And then Ashley Cole, uh, great left-footed cross, and, and, he, and he doesn't really do anything much than just put it up in the air. It's sort of like you throw it up to the biggest guy and and, and hopefully the alley-oop, you know, for, for, for an alley-oop or whatever. But I would say this. I think Ibrahimovic was on, uh, was in line with the ball. He was ahead of the defenders, but he was in line with the ball, uh, which would make him onside. So that I, I think it was poor defending again from Laurent Simon, who didn't keep up with him, uh, and it, and it was uh, a, just a, a bit of, of again poor defending from Joao Moutinho, who didn't uh, close in on Zlatan. But he's also six five. The keeper was there. There was nothing that really could have been done. Nothing. And and it was an exciting game back and forth. And I bet you fans from both sets enjoyed that game. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, it, it, was, it, it was insane. And again, one of the most entertaining games I have ever seen. When Zlatan scored that first goal, I, I, I lost my mind. I was screaming. My girlfriend thought she, she thought something was wrong. I was going absolutely nuts. And not for like, I'm not cheering for the LA Galaxy per se. I'm just like, holy shit. The, the storyline is crazy. You're cheering for the moment. The moment was just crazy. And, and also, you're <laughs> cheering for the fact that we don't have to do that much research for the show next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it makes it easier. You know, this is like we, we know what everybody wants to hear. So, Slotson handed us an entire episode <laughs> on a platter. <laughs> so, uh, surreal. Just, just surreal, and and the moment made it uh, just great. I, I know there was a there was a great uh, a, a tweet from uh, a guy named he was an Atlanta United fan. Uh, his name is Ben's Friends ATL, and he tweeted out a picture of a. I assume it's a girl. I don't know. Uh, it just the the way it's written, it seems like it. Uh, it says uh, somebody tweeted out Ibra official coming for you, even though I'm supposed to be supporting Atlanta United. And then there's like a, a heart eyes and whatever. So it seems like a girl that's like really attracted to Zlatan and wants to go see him. And she and and it's written. Uh, there's a picture that shows uh, Atlanta United against LAFC. Not LA Galaxy, so she <laughs> didn't realize what uh, she thought it was LA. So figured, uh, you know, LAFC is playing Atlanta United this weekend. So just kind of presumed that it was Latan's team, and it was just great because like nobody wanted to tell her the truth about what was going on. Uh, so it was just a, a fun moment where it's like, and this is what a, a great player should do. It transcend almost every single team where I was like, you know, I don't support the team, but I get, we got to go see Zlatan Ibrahimovic. And that that's enough for, to, to, to merit the signing. Yeah, I mean, look, people are talking about it. And look, the game was exciting. Imagine he went up and that kick doesn't go in and the header gets called offside. I mean, you're not... You're not as excited about the signing anyway. So this was fun. This was good for the league. Exactly. All right. So let's go into a couple other games that, uh, that you know, uh, we should talk about other things because we know that uh, Francisco Calvo uh, hates it when we don't talk about uh, Minnesota United. So No, 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 no. <laughs> he, he, hates, he hates it when Jay Riddle talks about Minnesota United. <laughs> <laughs> so look, I'm doing the Irish restaurants. What Jay Riddle are doing is doing the professional <laughs> soccer players in in uh, in America. Yeah. Oh, and shout out! Happy birthday, Jay Riddle. We I know we told him uh, online, but it was his birthday on April Fool's Day as well. Happy birthday to the God, the Jay God. Riddle. <laughs> so look, 
Uh, so let's talk about Minnesota and Atlanta. This was this was not the most entertaining of games, but I know for Atlanta United fans, I know they they were probably excited to 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 come away with three points here. Uh, game started own goal, Francisco Calvo. Uh, kind of a weird uh, play, a, cr- a a corner, and then yeah, it was like ping ponging around. To be honest, I don't know. I know Francisco Calvo came out and apologized. Why? Yeah, he, like he barely had anything to do. His body was standing there. The ball had hit him and went in. Exactly. Yeah, Tito Villaba hit the hit the ball. Went off the it went off the post. Uh, bounced bounced around and and it goes in off of uh, Calvo's knee. So look, uh, it, it, well, I guess what sucks is like that. You know, we were. I was expecting, uh, you know, another four or five goal game like the 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 the, the snowpocalypse game from last uh, from last year at, at it Minnesota. It was cold though. It was cold, but there were, there was no snow. Uh, but it, overall, just the game was a lot more chippy than uh, I think we're used to. And both of these teams came into the league at the same time. Uh, Minnesota United beat Atlanta United in a very important game for them last uh, at the end of last season. Uh, but th- this is becoming a very real rivalry in like uh, Minnesota being feeling like the the odd man out and like being feeling like they they're like very ignored um, uh, because Atlanta United got all the buzz and all the all the support last year. They get in the All Star game this year, like it's wild. So, uh, but this this felt like a game like oh we we're not gonna be embarrassed again and not not at home. Uh, but I wouldn't say that they were embarrassed, but they. I mean, they should have. They should have scored. I mean, they, like the the last fifteen minutes of this game, they are just. Uh, I, I was thinking, oh, they were they were lemon peppering them with shots. Uh, they were they did <laughs> they didn't let up. So, the uh, th- I think the the takeaway from this game was is easily the red card from uh, from uh, Leandro Gonzalez Pires. Uh, he gets yeah, it did not need to happen. But I mean, I, well, I mean, if the fans didn't see it, he kind of just like hip checked. The uh, other player a little bit kind of bumped them when they were already off out of bounds. Out of bounds, yeah. This, into like the into the ads. Yeah, this was this was Sam Nicholson who was kind of beating LGP all all day. I mean, uh, he wasn't on he wasn't on the field for that that long, but Sam Nicholson drew the first yellow in the in the first minute of the game. Uh, L- LGP didn't want uh, LGP is getting beat like a lot this season, and it's not, it's not looking good. I don't know if it's like a fitness thing. I know he had a hip contusion thing. Uh, but he he drew that yellow, kind of just to save the team. Uh, yeah, he gets he gets that yellow from uh, just kind of getting in Sam Nicholson's way and just falling all over him. But the second yellow, there's no real argument. But again, uh, I think that both of them may may have been having a back and forth, uh, and LGP didn't want to get uh, beat by him because Nicholson's pretty fast. So the second the second yellow, you understand it, uh, but. I don't know what's up with Minnesota United. I mean, like they, lot a lot of great chances. I think in the final third, they just made a couple like poor decisions uh, that that got in the way of them getting uh, any you know any really clear clear chances. But all the credit to Atlanta United. They did everything they had to do uh, to 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 get that goal, especially with the, with the man down. So I mean, they earned those they earned those points. They earned that point. Oh, the, the three points. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, look, it's. Going against, you know, being down to 10 and being able to, like, play as well as they did and, and 
you know, the emotion in that game, even though they're not really like a, a rivalry, I mean, I guess they are a rivalry, but it's not like a traditional soccer rivalry. They It's just because they came in the league at the same time. And I think at first there was a little bit of that with Orlando and, and NYCFC, even though that's kind of died off a little bit, they're kind of, that kind of was to some degree. And there's, you know, there's been flip-flop of, of players and coaches, RJ Allen down there, and you got uh, Jason Christ down there. Uh, but to some degree, it's like those things don't always work out. People don't really remember that they came into the league at the same time. That's not really a, like an issue. For some reason, Minnesota sees it as like, a, we're going to get respect if we beat Atlanta because Atlanta was like the darling that first year. Yeah. Yeah, they they uh, you, you sort of see where it comes from and it's, and it's understandable. But in reality... With the with the with all the chances that they that they had, uh, Minnesota has to be furious that they, they didn't get a point here. Like, and then to give up the goal that they gave up, to to essentially play pretty well and uh, and get nothing out of it is a frustrating thing. But hopefully that changes. Uh, officially, just yesterday uh, or two days ago, when you're listening to this, uh, Darwin Quintero is uh, officially signed. He was announced. They did a press conference. Uh, the the Colombian striker will be leading that line for for Minnesota United. And uh, I, I, I think it's going to be a great addition because Minnesota United always they just feel like, especially this year, they're just missing a little a little thing, just a, just a little something Now they, it's not like last year where you're like where they're losing every game three, four, nothing. And, and they, they have no real options. I think now. Uh, it, it, it'll sort of steady this ship because uh, Quintero, he's been, he was great for Club America and, uh, uh, and I think he's going to do great things at Minnesota. So another, let's talk about another 1-0 game that was also uh, filled with some controversy. Seattle Sounders against Montreal Impact. Uh, a couple interesting things in this game. We, got, we have a, a, a short hair Lodeiro. Nico Lodeiro has uh, he he he, he buzz he, he buzz cut he went Francisco Calvo uh, as they say yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah he got a little buzz cut he looks a little strange I'm not I'm not used to it he he because it, it doesn't seem like because it's like a buzz cut with no like shape up it's just like it looks like he's uh like his mom gave him a haircut and she was in a rush you know uh it, it yeah I'm not used to it I'm I, I prefer the longer hair uh, Lodero I don't know but he he does seem a little bit more intense with uh, with the short hair uh but the he seems angry and the ball also seems like it's whizzing past the goal as opposed to going in it <laughs> yeah I, look I have a lot of uh, thoughts uh, on on his play in general without actually I did want to ask this because I don't I I didn't watch the entire game, but where's is Clint Dempsey injured? I don't know what where is Clint Dempsey? He just hasn't played the like the last two games. Yeah, Will Bruin is out there really trying to give it a go. Yeah. Um every chance he gets. Uh it's I'm uh, a, you I, have you have to be frustrated if you're Seattle and or Portland. That whole Cascadia region outside of Vancouver is having a really rough go of it. I mean, not that they're having the greatest season ever either, but Yeah, look, the so the thing that was interesting, uh you know, Montreal wins this game one nil, but the interesting part of the game had to be uh, the slap uh, on NBC. Uh, this, yeah. this, this uh, Kelvin Leardam, uh, Leardam, Leardam, son, what you, <laughs> what, the, what did the Leardam say to the face? You know, you know, you know that old joke. Uh, okay, so look, uh, Kelvin Leardam undercuts. Uh, th- there was an aerial challenge. Uh, Daniel Lovitz goes up for the ball. The ball's basically going out of bounds. Uh, uh, Kelvin Leardam undercuts Lovitz, and instead of going for the ball, he falls on the ground kind of hard. Lovitz is a little frustrated. He's like, yo, why'd you do that? 
g- gives him a little shove, and it and it was and it seemed so instinctive and so like, uh, you know, not planning on doing it, but it was just like fight or flight, and Leodem just straight up gives him a slap to the face, just a slap, just not even not even a hard one, just to just to let him know he's there, you know, just to remind him way that he's at the Century Link. It was very housewifeish, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, is 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 this how we get down in Suriname? You know? <laughs> you know, a very like Real Housewives, like take you know uh, a uh, uh, like bitch. Don't you like <laughs> not? You know, you're not gonna leave a mark, but you're gonna just you're gonna let them know that they cro- they crossed the boundary, and that's what he did. Uh, Love it. Yeah, you're not trying to knock him out. You're trying to send a statement. <laughs> you know, go back to all your other teammates and let them know what you saw here. Okay. Uh, and he gave, yeah, gave him a slap and no real excuse. Uh, I'll, I'll, in the beginning of uh, of that challenge and, and when the red card was issued, uh, I think the broadcast didn't catch the slap. So a lot of people were just like, oh, he, oh he, he's getting a red card for undercutting a player. Uh, and even on online, on Twitter, everyone was like, you know, you, they should be eight red cards a game if that if that's the case. Uh, but then everyone saw the slap. And, and I mean, not much you can do, man. It, it sucks. Seattle's already having a terrible season. They were just a rough start. And that frustration came out in that slap. It was just, it, was, it wasn't really about Lovitz, Daniel Lovitz getting that slap. It was more about the frustration that Leardon was feeling. I um I didn't see the match, so I, I didn't get that. But like I understand how frustrating it is, especially this seems to be an MLS thing where people are getting red cards in the locker rooms. They're getting it after the match. They're getting it <laughs> at home. Uh, you know, a coach will have an argument with his wife and all of a sudden they get a red card. <laughs> why, why are you here? Why are you here? Look, look, uh, uh, video review is is a real thing. And, and like you can now it's changing the landscape where maybe there are a couple players that are like, oh, let me let me egg this guy on a little bit and maybe he'll do something stupid in retaliation. Uh, so not, I mean, I, I, I don't even really think that Francisco, Cal- I mean, not Francisco Calvo, that Daniel Lovitz was trying to instigate anything. He, I think he was genuinely upset at the fact that Leardom undercut him. And it, I mean, it, and it could be, you know, it can lead to a serious injury. So, uh, but that's it. Like n- there's no more of this, like, uh, I can do it and get away with it, you know, or, or possibly, you know, the, the, the not that it's not got away with it, but the, the headbutt. During the World Cup, you know, the, the World Cup final, like there's no getting away with any of this stuff anymore. So even a, a little slap like that, which was like it was very fast and it was like oh, barely noticeable. But video review is going to see it. So you got to chill. Uh, but the Yo, VAR sees it all. See, man. That's it, man. They're big brother. So look. Uh, they they do get a goal. Jason Vargas gets a goal after uh, a giveaway from uh, from Nuhu, uh, and then Piatti gets the ball. And and that and that does what Piatti does, and he's just cutting up Chad Marshall, everybody, uh, uh, Roman Torres, cutting up everybody inside uh, the, the inside the box, and and Vargas is there just to kind of uh, tap it in. And, and it was weird. This game was like opposite of the Atlanta Minnesota game, where the you know uh, the, the the final few minutes, uh, the the team. The, the team that was down a man uh, had to defend. And this one was the team, Seattle, the team that was down a man, was putting on all the pressure. Montreal couldn't do anything those last couple of minutes. And, and, uh, and Seattle had a, a ton of chances that they probably should have, and they probably should have buried one. But 
the season is the season and uh, that, that, that the Sounders are having. Uh, and, uh, you know, so they end up with nothing. And they are, uh, they are a winless team. Uh, and so not a great start. So, so le- and also let me just say real quick, I know, you know, we're in a bit of a time crunch, but I do want to say we don't talk a lot about Montreal and a lot of people should. But, yo, like Montreal seems like they're one, maybe two players away from being one of the best teams in this league. And it is a damn shame. That Remy Gard, I don't think, understands how this league is. And it's not like next year you can just add one or two pieces and you'll be fine. It seems like every team has to like continuously re-up year after year. Uh, they need to make some big changes. They need to go bring in some people because they can be so good. And Piatti doesn't have a lot left in him. You know what I mean? you got to strike with the iron's hot. Piatti's one of the best players in this league. And he should be getting all of the same praises that Valeri got last year. I agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they, they have a... I, they have a lot to figure out. I think almost, but mostly like at a central midfield kind of thing. They like they they're not a team that's gonna like scare you and and put pressure on you. I think that's that's Montreal's biggest issue. Uh, but let's uh, let's uh, real quick let's uh, cover uh, two other games very quickly. Uh, Orlando and uh, against the Red Bulls. This game happens at Orlando City Stadium. Uh, Orlando wins this game four three. And it's like a lot of weird. This is like another crazy game. Uh, and it was interesting that it uh, this was this was right before the LA LAFC game but this was like just almost just as intense I mean it's pretty crazy uh, if you saw if these were the first two matches you saw of MLS uh, you think this is the most exciting <laughs> league in the history of the world I mean just you're as, like who needs promotion relegation these look, guys these guys figured it out look uh, admittedly the Red Bulls are not focused we're not focused on this game they uh, they they have their CCL match against Chivas uh, coming up today uh, at 10 o'clock Eastern time so uh, the team that they put out, n- n- no, not really any heavy hitters. No Tyler Adams. Uh, BWP doesn't start this game. Uh, so glad I put him in my fantasy league, you bastards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they had, you know, uh, uh, Derek Etienne Jr. is up front uh, starting this game. K- uh, Kaku is in there. Uh, but for the most part, it's the, it's the young guys kind of, uh, you know, that, 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 that have been getting uh, some pretty good results for. Yeah, it was Red Bulls 2 plus Kaku. Yeah. <laughs> what a great, what a great name. Uh, no, they, they've been pretty reliable for Jesse Marston. They've been getting him, uh, getting him results. So uh, I saw this game. I'm like, oh, Orlando's going to, you know, kind of have a tough time again. But Dominic Dwyer returns and I really... I mean, it really does it big, man. I mean, like he—he's really the missing piece uh, for any offense uh, for Orlando. So I, and we can make all the jokes in the world about, um, you know, Dom Dwyer. Did they spend too much money on him? Is he the right type of signing? You know, so on and so forth. Everyone else is going and getting young, you know, internationals, and they go and get, you know, a guy they had when he was in the USL when they were in the USL. But I mean, he seems to make that entire that fan base click. He makes the team click. I mean, what a great person to have up front. He needs to stay healthy if Orlando's going to do anything this year. Exactly. And then th- there was there was some de- de- uh, debate as far as the uh, look. There were a lot of goals in this game. Uh, every every I feel like everyone got a, a, a chance. No, I don't think it. Uh, Dwyer was the only one that had two goals, I believe. Uh, but uh, for the Rebels, Florian. Uh, Velo goes. Uh, he he gets a goal. Uh, Dominic Dwyer, the 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 goal that he had, the the first his first goal was the the one where he sort of challenged Louis Robles. Uh, and some people were saying that it was a it was a foul where he uh where he's holding on to his shirt. Uh, 
what, what, I don't know. What, what, did you think it was a, a clear foul that they shouldn't have given him the goal? I, no, I wouldn't say that. Um, I know people that people think that uh, that that's that was a foul and 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 the goal shouldn't have counted. I don't know. It's like with VAR and everything. It's not like, you know, the slap where no one saw it. Yeah. Uh, if if they didn't call it, I'm looking at that. and I'm saying, eh, let it go. It was too exciting a game. Again, what are you going to do? You're going to take any of those goals back? That was too exciting of a game. I know Rebel fans are like, yeah, at least one. Take back <laughs> one of them. The surprising one was the the Rebel one where uh, what the the Rebel goal that they get they, they gave up, which was the the throw in from Mohamed Albunir, and then Dwyer is just straight up wide open. The ball takes one bounce. It looked like he just set it up for him. Uh, like you know those machines that that set you up for volleys. Uh, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's sort of what the throw-in looked like. And it, it was surprising, even in the broadcast, we're like, okay, it's a throw-in, and why is no one next to Dominic Dwyer? Like, that's well, it. the funny thing is, is like you know how they say you can't be offside on a throw-in? Yeah. And like every Sunday league game, someone tries to do something like this where they get a throw-in and they try to turn and shoot right away. Mm-hmm. It actually worked <laughs> in a professional soccer game, which is uh, yeah. It, there was a uh, a bad play from I think it was Tommy Redding. I think he was the one uh, that was uh, the other center back that was paired with Aurelian Collin, uh, where he just looked like I, it, it seems weird to be ball watching during the throw in. Do you know what I mean? Like that's not the time where you should be looking. You should be looking at who he's going to pass the ball to and who he's going to throw the ball to. Not Well, you know how you know how a lot of fans when you play on FIFA, what you do is you get in front of the person who's receiving the uh the throw in. Now that's not what you do in a professional setting because you always want to be defending on the goal side. So you always want to be between the player and the goal regardless of how far away you are from the goal. You want to be between the player and the goal at all times. Yeah. So you can't jump in front of them because they'll just toss the ball longer than, than, than where you are. And you could turn and now you have an open face to the goal. So to some degree, a lot of defenders take it easy on those goal, on those, on those uh, throw-ins. This was the wrong person and the wrong, <laughs> the wrong distance from the goal to do that. And the, the ability to turn and shoot to get that on frame, yeah. I mean, that's special. Yeah, that was great. I mean, he, he just kind of uh, blasted it down low and Robles, nothing could do. And as soon as Robles got up, he was just like, bro, what the hell was that? Do you know me? Do you know I rock it with the Cooligans at Gallows? Yeah, he was Strict. like, you are ruining the gal, the next gal I'm going to go to because of that. You're putting me in a very un-gala-like mood right now. <laughs> this, is, this is anti-gala, <laughs> and I will not stand for it. Uh, look, you know, Orlando, uh, they were up 3-2, and then they give up They give up this goal uh, on a set piece, Aaron Long. Uh, again, it's like the, 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 the Rebels were also down a man uh, because uh, Kyle Duncan was uh, injured, and couldn't finish the game and after after Jesse Marsh used all his subs. So they were down a man and they still tied the game up. Uh and really Orlando kind of got lucky from on the last goal. It was just a deflection. Uh but still just uh more than anything just still concerned about Orlando's defensive issues, man. They they just have so many problems defensively and yes, Dwyer helps, but yeah, they they 
it, it's still frustrating uh, for them. And I know Orlando City fans have to be. I know you. Uh, we got into a little bit of a, a spat with some or, or Orlando uh, City fan because we were making jokes about Orlando. Well, I think Keith thought we were Atlanta fans because so many of so many Atlanta fans were in the the tweet with us or like I guess responding to the tweet. But you know, one quick comment to him and he calmed down. He's like, "Oh man, I want to listen to the podcast," <laughs> which is cool. So thanks. Uh, I forgot. I think his name was Carlos. I don't remember exactly. But uh, yeah, Justin Merrim uh, put out a tweet saying uh, that he he was uh, driving around. And he asked a fan uh, if do, is Orlando winning this weekend against the Red Bulls, which is hilarious. Which is by the way, a hilarious interaction. Which is fine. Which what you're supposed to say when a player of the team asks you that, you're gonna be like, "Yeah, we're gonna win," right? It's very yeah. easy. But he goes, "No, nah, we're not. I don't think so." <laughs> Is, yeah, I mean, the balls to be like, yeah, probably not. I mean, <laughs> which is great. Uh, and look, we're making fun of that. And now we're not making fun of uh, Orlando overall. It's just like a funny sentiment and funny thing to sell to say to an actual player. I would never say that to an actual player. I'd be like, it could be a Red Bull player. I'd be like, I mean, I, I hope you draw. You know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be super, super mean about it. Like, it's just so funny. Or if you, even if you hate the team, if you're wearing a different jersey, at least you can get away with that. But your own fan, <laughs> your own, <laughs> just, it's just so crazy. So, uh, so a great game. And then uh, the other one was uh, uh, San Jose uh, against NYCFC. And the only real, the the big things out of this game, uh, uh, Villa. Hurt during warm-ups, which is another concern. He misses another game. But NYCFC will still win this game 2-1. to one. I mean, and it's really looking like that the, the, the four players that I did not expect to, to be uh, such shining lights for uh, for the Pigeons. Uh, it was uh, Medina. The connection between Medina, Maxi Morales, Shraddy, uh, and Anton Tinnerholm. That goal. Anton Tinnerholm is becoming... A New York City staple. If he keeps banging them off the crossbar like that, dude, he's a legend for, for that goal. That goal, maybe even a little harder than Zlatan's. I mean, look, that that was the debate. I'm, I'm not gonna I, look. I'm gonna give credit where credit is due. Zlatan's goal, the storyline behind it, probably takes takes uh, you know takes that trophy. But look, look, the Swedes. The Swedes are doing it, all right? The Swedes are trying to show all the South Americans, like, yo, MLS ain't just yours anymore. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's Paraguay and the Scandinavian region. <laughs> that, that's who runs MLS now. Uh, but look, it, it, tough tough win. Sean Johnson had a great game. Uh, San Jose, they still look like a, a big threat. I'm surprised that they couldn't score uh, another one. Uh, but, you know, especially from uh, Vaco, right? Vaco is just like... Every time he has the ball and he's about to take a shot, I'm just like, this guy, is, it's, it's going to be a beautiful goal every single time. He he was curling them uh, over and over, but Sean Johnson kept stopping them. Uh, and a big, just a, just a big effort from NYCFC to get three points on the road. It, was, it wasn't an easy game for them. Yeah, Vaco is a dangerous player. They're an exciting game. They're an exciting team to watch for sure. Yeah. All right, everybody. So that's it. Let, I'm gonna that's let it, baby. Alexis go. He has, a, he has a comedy show that he is about to go to. You're going you're gonna to crush this dog? Dog, I mean, I'm gonna do what I always do, I which th- is probably go up there and complain about the food. <laughs> okay, I, I was gonna, I, I thought you were gonna respond like the Orlando City fan, you know, like, yo, yeah. Alexis, you gonna crush it out there tonight? 
I mean, probably not. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna try. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, whatever. Just like that's all. That, that's all that counts. We just, I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, so, must have been an awkward drive from here. I'm after like, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Okay, I better, I better try a little bit. Okay, because nobody has no. It seems like nobody has faith in me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, all right, everybody. Thank you again uh, for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, Alexis, have a good time in Ireland. Make sure you do a couple things as always. Make sure you like and uh, uh, subscribe to the show review it uh if you're listening on youtube if you're watching it like we we thank you last from last week we mentioned we we went over 1500 uh youtube subscribers so we're now like at 1510 i think something like that so help us get to 1600 who knows i mean we have a bunch of videos on there make sure you follow uh us on all social media platforms instagram we're doing funny stuff there on twitter it's live uh and uh and on facebook so uh that's it guys thank you again for listening my name is Christian Polanco. My name is Alexis Guerreros. And together, what are we? The, the Cooligans!